Happy Friday and good morning, Nova Nation. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. We are also currently live streaming today's show on the WXVU YouTube channel. Coming up over this next hour, we are live at the Oreo outside by the Christmas tree. If you are on Villanova's campus for the next hour, come by and say hi to the crew. Nick Tumolo, the director of Villanova's events and initiatives, will join us at 8.30 to talk about all the Merry Christmas Villanova events going on this year. We'll discuss memorable Christmas celebrations and how everyone plans to make it through finals week. There's some exciting things happening at WXVU as a whole, and we'll spotlight them for you. In our Did You Know segment, is the payphone really about to be a thing again in Philly? And finally, the moment you've all been waiting for at 8.45, we'll announce the winner of our Radio FX giveaway to the Philadelphia Cat Extravaganza. There's still time to enter the contest on the Radio FX app. Download, sign up, favorite WXVU, and tap Enter Contest. Hi, everybody. I'm David Chapansky. I'm Dominic Rochetti. I'm Chris Kokinos. And I'm Allison Bayada, and I'm bringing you your first Morning Roar news update of the morning. So, in kind of crazy news, Philadelphia police have identified the child known as the boy in the box on Thursday during a news conference. According to Commissioner Danielle Outlaw, great name for a police commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> The child has been identified as Joseph Augustus Zarelli. <laughs> Joseph was born on January 13, 1953, and is believed to be from West Philadelphia. The child's body was found on February 25, 1957, in a wooded area of Philadelphia's Fox Chase neighborhood, home of our advisor, Dina Lay, actually. The boy, who was four years old, had been wrapped in a blanket and placed inside a large J.C. Penney bassinet box. His remains had never been identified until now. The case is one of Philadelphia's oldest unsolved homicides crazy that they solved it um and in other not homicide news as we start to as we start to think about taking to the roads this holiday season gas prices have been falling for four weeks across the philadelphia area but there is still a large spread between the lowest and highest prices prices are down almost two dollars a gallon from their peaks this summer the average is 376 a gallon in the philly metro area in south jersey 348 a gallon and in northern delaware 331 a gallon the website gasbuddy.com does expect to see the national average price of gas drop below three dollars a gallon by christmas however philadelphia will likely not see that price Experts predict gas will drop around 25 cents by then. Thank you, Allison. And as David said earlier, we are outside by the Oreo in front of the Villanova Christmas tree. Guys, it's cold out here. Dom doesn't look like he's uh, doing too well with the weather okay. here. <laughs> so, yeah, how are we feeling this morning? Very special Christmas episode, everybody. Yeah, it's, I think it's hard to actually wake up this early than be outside <laughs> in the cold. I, I actually, I think I've adjusted to it by now, so I feel good. Awesome. Feel good. It's the scarves. It's definitely the, it's the new uh, morning yeah. war scarves. It's a psychological you know, thing. Gotta right? promote them. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, next week is finals week, everybody. So how are we coping? How, how are things going, guys? David, I guess we'll start with you. Yeah, things are, <laughs> things are going pretty good. I mean, I was uh, supposed to set a time, uh, some study time yesterday. I ended up watching the Trey Turner press conference, uh, awesome. but that was okay. Uh, priorities, I guess. Um, but no, seriously, I think that a lot of the professors have been great freshman year uh, in my first semester and have helped me out uh, tremendously. And uh, yeah, so I think okay uh, so far. Um, and we'll see what happens over the next week, you know, after that last day of classes on Monday. So are you looking like at a lot of tests this year? Or is it mostly papers? It's mostly papers. Year, it mostly yeah, it's papers mostly papers. There. So yeah. I have uh, two papers due on Monday. Uh, oh, no, not due on Monday. They're due today, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to get on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do have uh, one exam 
So just one. So not okay. too bad. Yeah. Awesome. Allison, as our sole senior on the board here, how are things happening with finals? Uh, my finals week was this week, so oh, I am man. absolutely <laughs> exhausted. But um, all I have left is uh, in-class, like, practical final for my ASL class, and then I have one exam on the 19th, and then I'm finished, and then they send me my diploma in the mail, I'm guessing. So you have to stay here all the way until the 19th. I do, That's until the brutal. last day of finals, and then wake <laughs> up at 8.30 for a final exam, and then I'm finished. Awesome. Yeah, what about you, Chris? What are your finals looking um, like? I have mostly papers. I'm leaving here on, I think, next Thursday because I have, like, one oral final, yeah. which is, like, a big humanities thing for some reason. Yeah, they you really go in there <laughs> and you just talk to the professor about, like, what you learned this year. And, mm. you know, I, I prefer it because they typically just give you an Oh, a. it's so easy. <laughs> Don't. Mm, oh, I want. Yeah. Class like, what do you think not. beauty is? And then you're like, well, beauty is good and true. And they're like, A+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I love how you just reference good, true, beautiful. Because that was my first oral final experience. It's exactly what it was. You yeah. just go in there like, what do you think is beautiful? And you just talk for 10 minutes and they give you an A. But, Don, how are things looking yeah, for you, so boss? I mean, th this week I had, like, three papers due, and the next week I have w literally one sit-down exam, and it's an art history, so <laughs> I should be good. As long as, I mean, I, can, I know enough about Picasso, so I should, I should be good. Awesome. Although I did think uh, Da Vinci cut off his ear the other week and not Van Gogh, so hopefully that's not a question. <laughs> yeah, got to know those. That was that, embarrassing. Yeah. That's really important. In art history, art I got history. roasted. <laughs> our, like, the art majors were like, dude, what are you talking about? I was like, sorry, guys. Wait, so is it mostly, like, an art major class? It's like 50-50. No, no, it's like 50-50 <laughs> nah, nah, like kids that, like, have, like – my humanities requirement, or I don't know if it's the fine arts requirement. requirement. Fine arts requirement. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That, and then kids that like like art, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for them because I don't know anything, and they're like diagramming art. I'm like, yeah, that that blue's cool, <laughs> but that's that's about it. I've been good. I've been good. Good finals good, week. For good me. to hear, Dom. And you know, after finals, it's gonna be Christmas time, guys. Yep. So let's let's discuss here. Yeah. What was your family's most memorable Christmas celebration? Allison, well, we could start with you if you've got anything right off the top of your head there. I mean, our Christmas is usually pretty low-key, but I'd say maybe when I was, like, five, six and we first moved to the States, my mom took me around to do all the, like, New York City Christmas things. So, like, Rockefeller Center, saw the Rockettes, saw the Christmas tree, saw, like, the store window. So that was probably my most memorable Christmas. So yeah, I could I could definitely relate to that because it was from the Midwest. It was always my dream to go to New York City Aww, around Christmas isn't it time. Everyone's dream? Yeah. So then, like two weeks ago, we were at. Seton Did you Hall. go? Did you finally go? I went. I went. <laughs> they were at Seton Hall for my child tournament. I'm like, ah, let's wait. Go hold on, you were at City Hall, New York City Hall. No, 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 Seton, Seton Hall. Hall. Oh, Seton Hall. Hall. Okay, like I Jersey, thought you said you know, like City Hall. Hall. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then it was like 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, why don't we just like Uber to New York, everybody? And we're like, okay. So then we just walked around New York City. I got to Those see like the Rockefeller trips, Center, like the trips Radio City, like all of it. It was super cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's definitely up there on my Christmas list. Yeah. David, how about you? I think for me, I agree with what Allison was saying. Like most of the Christmases, they're just great, but it's nothing like, you know, super, yeah. um, I guess, unique in a way. But a funny story, when I was younger, I was like five or six, my mom, I think, you know, a lot of people do this, but like they take their kids to go see Santa. So my mom yeah. would take me to go see Santa. And I was really, really sick for this Christmas. Oh. And uh, I was going to get my picture taken, and I had a bottle of Tylenol that I was, I, I was like, taking, you know, children's Tylenol. And I would not let go of the Tylenol bottle when I would sit on <laughs> Santa's lap. So there is a picture of me when I was, well, this is not even five or six, it's probably like three or four, to be honest, uh, of me just holding the bottle of Tylenol. I would not let it go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, that was, and there was nothing in the bottle. Like, it was all gone. It was just I had to hold on to it. So the, there is, there are Christmas photos with me with the Tylenol bottle sitting on Santa's lap. Did Santa say anything? I mean, I was too young to remember. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. 
Dom, how about you? Yeah, Best I, Christmases. Nothing off the top of my head, but I did get a Wii one year. That was pretty life-changing. Oh, that was a huge yeah, year. Yeah, that was when a big year. Got I already got a Wii. <laughs> yeah, I think I got like six games with it, too. We, the Wii was probably the best console we've ever seen, and they probably ever will see. I mean, it's still relevant it's, today. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, Wii tennis might be the best activity. Or bowling. Tennis? It's got to be bowling. Tennis is so fun. It, what? It, dude, it's bowling. Every, all bowling is something tennis. We tennis, you feel it. You feel like you're hitting the ball. Yeah. I feel like all I do in Wii Tennis, though, is just like swing the remote around and hope for the best, you know? No, what are you doing in bowling? <laughs> yeah, that's what you do, but it's it's the fun part of it. it. But in bowling, I've got like strategy, you know? I'm like moving like half an inch to the right, you know, angling <laughs> it. Like I get a strike angle? like yeah, every time. Come on. But yeah. Guitar Hero. Perfect game? <laughs> what? Do you get a perfect game? I've never gotten a perfect game. <laughs> You've never bowled a perfect game. Never, <laughs> that sounded really condescending. <laughs> Just like, oh, Chris, you've never bowled a perfect Wii bowling game? Well, like, you <laughs> seemed like such a, you were like, I'm adjusting the angle. I'm getting in there. I'm getting a strike every time. I, I said I'm adjusting I the angle. I assumed you were bowling a 300, like, consistently. I never said I was good at the game. Um, Dom, what is our Twitter poll question of the day? Yeah, our Twitter poll question <laughs> of the day is the best Christmas movie of all time. But first, make sure to check us out on Twitter at WXVU. We'll have polls out there every Friday for our shows. But best Christmas movie of all time, I think the ones we've up there, Elf, Home Alone, It's a Wonderful Life, and then other, I gave some suggestions, Rudolph, Frosty. Um, I took off a Christmas story because I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Ralphie. I'm not a Ralphie guy. Dom is making an executive decision. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I voted for Elf. Um, I love Elf. I think Elf's hilarious. I don't, I don't think there's a bad Christmas movie besides A Christmas Story. I could agree with that. I feel like <laughs> out of everything on this list, it has to be Elf. Yeah. Under, yeah. There's just nothing else here. Elf or Home Alone? I think Home Alone. Home, Home Alone is, is definitely a good battle. Play, they're they're yeah. like neck and neck for me. But I also like Christmas Vacation, which Christmas I think is Vacation. underrated. Let's go. No, it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time, but it's like a cult classic. Some people hate it because the comedy just isn't for them. Yeah. But for me, it's there. It's a Wonderful Life. I'm sorry. It's I've never, never seen It's a Wonderful it's good. Life. I could never I like get it. through it. It's good. I mean, it's fine. It's like <laughs> mid-1946 movie. It was like, what do, you, what do you expect? But it's fine. You just went from good to uh, fine. I've to seen like, it eh. like I've seen it like in like economics class like five times because the run on the banks happens in it. So like every time they're like, you guys ever see a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful life? Here's a run on the banks. It's relevant. I'm like, okay, guys, thanks. Allison, what's your cr- favorite Christmas movie? I'll probably vote for Elf on this one too. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen It's a Wonderful Life. It's that old movie from what is it like? The, I yeah, think it's, it's like the '40s, maybe it, the '50s. It's in black and white. I don't oh, okay. know. So yeah, it's just I it's whatever. It it's like, everybody's parents try to, like, sit you down. They're like, come on, we got to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And you're like, uh-uh, not happening. I want to watch Elf. <laughs> I want to exactly. watch a funny movie. Where yeah. is It's a Wonderful Life, like, set at? Like, where's, is like, the New York? setting? Uh, is it New York? No, I think. I thought it was, like, small, no, five, five times. No, I've seen, I've seen Run the Bank five times. <laughs> I think, no, I think it's, like, a small town because he, like, runs the bank of the small town. Oh, really? And they, like, all want their money out. He's just, like, giving out his money because <laughs> he can't do it. Run the banks. <laughs> Sounds like one Christmas movie right there. That <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird mix of economics and like Christmas time. But Sounds yeah. like a fun. fun <laughs> if you want a wild ride, <laughs> Christmas, like, uh, wonderful life. So, Allison, what is happening at WXVU? Oh, boy, Chris. So much. 
So um, giving ourselves a little pat on the back because we're doing awesome right now. WXVU is nominated for five different 2022 to 2023 International Collegiate Broadcasting System Media Awards, including Best Overall Station. The winners will be announced in New York City in February. Um, also at WXVU, check out our new podcast series. Our first episode debuted yesterday. It's called So You Have a Podcast. And our first episode um, has Ryan Derry talking with podcaster Matt Chrisman. Uh, host of Chapo Trap House and Ryan's podcast is killing it with the amount of listens we've already um, he's already taken over as the most listened to podcast and it has <laughs> 400 500 oh, listens wow. something That's around there huge. so it's doing great yeah and we hope to bring you more episodes of that series soon. We're also doing a rebroadcast of the VU Jazz Band's Christmas concert Saturday night at 7. Awesome thank you Allison. David what are the birthdays of the weekend? So today's birthdays on December 9th, uh, turning 88, is Judy Dench. Uh, celebrating his 54th birthday, Brian Bell. And Jacob Dillon turns 53. Sunday birthday, so we have no birthdays on Saturday. Sunday birthdays, uh, Brenda Lee turns 78. There are birthdays on Saturday, just in terms of the list. <laughs> I want to be clear about that. Born. I want to be clear about that. No uh, Brenda Lee turns 78. Jermaine Jackson turns 68. Nikki Six from uh, the Motley Crew turns 64. Zasha Rokemore uh, from the Mindy Project turns 38. Carla Souza is 36. And Haley Steinfeld is 26. Awesome. Thank you, David. You are listening to the WXVU, the Morning Roar Christmas special right here on 89.1 FM, The Roar. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. <laughs> This is Owen Hewitt, host of the Ozone, and you're listening to V891 The Roar. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabriella Raffoul with your Villanova Campus Minute. Nova Dance has partnered with OSI for a silent disco to celebrate the end of the semester. The silent disco will take place in Cafe Nova on Friday, November 9th from 8 to 11 p.m. Additionally, be sure to check out the Holiday Market and Night Village on December 12th from 3 to 8 p.m. at the Oreo. This new annual tradition features food trucks, local vendors, a beer garden, photo ops, and entertainment. Come shop, eat, and be merry at this festive Villanova event. In other news, every year, Villanova asks residents to complete an assessment about their resident assistant and general perceptions of life in the residence halls. Students' participation in this survey is critical in providing residents' life with feedback on staff, progress towards strategic goals, and satisfaction with the hall community. This survey will take no more than 10 minutes to complete with this week's Villanova Campus Minute. I'm Gabriella Rafool from the WXVU Newsroom. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Sunshine for your Friday, a high of 46. We'll see clear skies tonight, low down to 26. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 44 degrees. And clouds will build on Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 43. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. 
But Welcome the back to the morning war right here on WXBU 89.1 FM. Let's go to Allison with our morning roar news update. Yes, here is some more news. Uh, Radnor property owners will see a 4.5% tax hike in their township taxes next year, according to the budget passed this week. The extra tax revenue is needed to fill a nearly half million budget deficit, and township officials said the increase would generate $657,000. Official small surplus from the $657,000 will help offset any decline in business taxes. Taxes to the township are just one portion of Radnor's property total taxes. Based on current tax rates for a home with an assessed value of $547,260, the school tax, sorry, the school district tax is $7,791, Delaware County tax is $1,641, and the township's portion is $1,250. Um, and for some more riveting news, <laughs> heads up, David, ABC has announced the star-packed performance lineup for Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. I know you've been waiting for this. This is big news, everybody. Like, it's <laughs> World <laughs> Series and New Year's Rockin' Eve for me. You know wow. what I mean? Huge. Okay, so Ryan Seacrest will return to host the show, which will include performances from four venues, including Disneyland Whoa, for the first news. time. Oh, new venue. The happiest place on earth will be home to several pre-tape performances. Ciara will host the show there and will perform, as will Fitz and the Tantrums, and Maddie and Tay, Shaggy, and more. The L.A. party concert will feature Wiz Khalifa, Phineas, Armani White, Betty Who, Dove Cameron, and Nick Yore. Billy Porter will again host the Central Time Zone countdown from New Orleans, and Liza Koshy will return to host the Times Square segments with Seacrest. Uh, Jesse James Decker, who recently competed in Dancing at the Stars, uh, will also be at Times Square. How do you feel, David? This is so exciting. This is really, really <laughs> exciting. Like uh, for everybody who's out there, like this, this is must-see television. Um, but seriously, no, I'm really excited about the lineup this year. It sounds uh, pretty good. There is no Ed Sheeran, so I'm a little bit disappointed inside. Maybe he'll make a surprise mm-hmm. appearance. Yeah, maybe. Maybe surprise. Um, but no, definitely I uh, can't wait. So I'm very happy that that was included. And by the way, that was my first reaction to that. Yeah. I did not read that part in the script, and I did not see it anywhere. But I have been liking on Instagram uh, all of the, uh, the photos like counting down from the, from the TV show, that their, their Instagram account. So I'm very excited. Very yeah. excited. I mean, Shaggy's, Shaggy's big news. Yes. <laughs> like the dude from Scooby Doo is pulling up. Like, what is happening? <laughs> like when you read. I honestly off, don't know who Shaggy is. I don't either. <laughs> that was funny. Like when you read off basically all of the people performing at Disneyland, me and Dom looked at each other like, who, who are, who these, are these people? people? No. I literally. Maddie no and Tay. <laughs> I know. I think I know Maddie and Tay, but Shaggy, that's just like a, a random dude they found off the street. I know. Perform. I know most of the people at the LA concert, which is usually where they get like. The, the more bigger stars, and then, like, they'll have one, you know, like, uh, right before New Year's in Times Square, usually, like, 1140, they'll have, like, a big headliner in New York. Oh. Uh, was that announced? Uh, sorry, I'm quickly rereading no, it. I don't, Sheeran, I don't think but I saw it. they're keeping it a surprise. Okay, for me, Just perfectly. For you. Perfectly. For you. Yeah. Perfect. In other news, Villanova will be migrating alumni and undergraduate student accounts from Google Workspace to Microsoft Office 365 email and collaboration services. Microsoft Office 365 includes Outlook email and Calendar, OneDrive, my favorite thing in the world, Teams, and is currently used by Villanova faculty, staff, and undergrad students. Unit and university officials state that the account migration will significantly improve the calendaring and scheduling process between students and faculty, provide enhanced security and privacy features, and increase the storage capacity of all Villanova user accounts. Unit migrated 
opted in alumni email accounts in November and all undergraduate email accounts to come in January. Do we have strong opinions here, guys? Microsoft versus Google. Do people under the age of 40 actually use Microsoft Outlook? I'm no. going to tell no. you right no, now, absolutely we not. Don't. They do not. There's just no way. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have a very strong opinion on this because I'm just not happy. I don't like change. <laughs> I don't think anyone is happy. No. I think this is a not good idea. No, this is a, this <laughs> I think is a that they shouldn't have done idea. this. No, yeah. Like, I like Google. Everything is just, like, right there. You know, you got Google Docs. It's easy to use, easy to share. When you share yeah. stuff on Microsoft, I feel like Word everything stinks. hits the fan, you know? Also, like, I don't even know how to access, sorry, Allison, I don't even know how to access my Microsoft email, like, once I get it. I mean, they're going to <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to send me an email that's like, this is the website you need to go to, because I have no idea, so. How would they email you, though? Hopefully they'll send it before I get locked out of this account. But well, I mean, as a freshman, it's, it's not email. like I'm not like I, I'm sure for Allison, like as a senior, like oh, this is all of your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they are going to be erasing all of our Google accounts by March, and we have until then to get all of our documents and stuff out of there and move it wherever we want. But for those of us who have used Google for basically everything we've done at college. That is hundreds yeah. upon hundreds of documents that we have to manually move. Yeah, where am I going to put those? Yeah, like, I don't know where where do they move to. Like a, a, like a Microsoft Word doc? Like, they need they need a class on this. We need we need a video seminar, something to, you know, help us get through this. Because right now, I, I don't imagine it going. I want to talk to Well, lucky for you, actually. <laughs> Any other strong opinions here, guys? You know, the timing maybe just isn't great. Yeah, during finals I, I was going to say, yeah. like, save it for the start of a new school year. Mm -hmm. Not right now. Just, yeah. Kick us when we're down, I guess. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> My thought was, like, why didn't they, for, like, incoming freshmen, move yeah. it to Microsoft yes. and then, like, let us phase it out? Phase yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like that would have made more sense, but whatever. They don't. Ask for my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that Philadelphia is bringing back pay phones? <clears throat> An amateur phone collective that goes by the name of Philtel is going to be building a network of public phones throughout Philadelphia. Many people are questioning why they would do that when everyone has a phone in their pocket. And who carries loose change to insert into a phone these days? But according to FirstPost.com, approximately 1 billion people do not own or utilize a cell phone on the planet. Furthermore, these phones will be free for anyone placing an outgoing call from the phone booths via voice over IP technology. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> the phones will continue to be referred to as pay phones, even though they no longer require coins to operate them. Filtel announced that announced the launch of its first refurbished payphone to happen on December 17th at an Iffy Books bookstore location. This is just the beginning of Filtel's plans, and they are currently working to be able to get the phones to be able to contact other payphones and an additional network of vintage phone equipment. Does everyone in the crew know <laughs> what a payphone is? This is truly an only-in-Philly story, and do we know anyone that does not own a cell phone? I feel like do we know what a payphone is is a hurtful yeah, question. That's yeah, that's We're not. Yes, I feel like if that was directed yes. at me, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, producers here. What were we thinking with that question? I don't know about that. Um, There's still bookstores. <laughs> that's, that's shocking too. No <laughs> <laughs> bookstore anymore. Villanova bookstore directly behind. Uh, yeah, but like that's different. That has like shirts. This has probably just has like the kill Well, I guess shirts. you can cancel. Off, I guess you can cancel off the Villanova bookstore sponsorship. Dog. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want that anyway. I don't like doing that. Everything's expensive. 
I, I feel like this is an only in Philly story. Like, I can't imagine this happening anywhere else oh, besides yeah, this well, crazy <laughs> Do you guys remember the story of, like, the robot that, like, picked up trash around the world? Yes. And then it got to Philly and they just destroyed it? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is, like, our repercussions. We have to deal with payphones now. No, that was a hitchhiking robot yeah, that people, out of the kindness of their hearts, had to <laughs> drive around the world. And it made it basically through every continent. Yeah, then it got to America and it was killed in Philly. Awesome. <laughs> I That's think this is a cool idea. <laughs> He said, go Cowboys, and then we just went <laughs> It hand. was game over at that yeah. point, yeah. I like this idea. I think it's cool. Especially, like, an old city, I think that I could definitely see it. But, I, again, I don't really know that many people that are going to use it. But I think from, like, mm-hmm. a, a standpoint of it fits in with, like, the older architecture in the city, in, like, old city. So, I like um, it. I just thought it was kind of strange that, uh, well, yes, I also don't know who's going to use it. But I like that you mentioned that there's one billion people on the planet that don't use a cell phone. There's not one billion people in Philly that don't use a cell phone, so why is that relevant? Yeah, what is the population of Philly? You, do you, either of you, like, David? any, 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 <laughs> I any guess here, fellas? Like, come on. It has to be over. It's got to be over a million, Yeah, it has right? to be like 1.5. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 it's over a million. Hey, hey, I think it's 1.6. No, it's not 6, six million. million? Are you No. Dude, what? I don't know. It's, I don't know it has to be around 2 million. I'm looking Chicago this up. Chicago has 3 million people. I think it's the third biggest city I think it's either like 1.5 or 2. Are we 4? No, no, I think that Houston, Philly, Houston Philly has become six. bigger. 1.576. Oh, wow. I was, I was, I was right, I was right on the money. Well yeah. done, guys. <laughs> Do you guys know anyone that doesn't own a phone? No. I don't think so. No. No. Nobody, I, like, under the, like, any, like, anybody over the age of, like, I think 14 now? Like, yeah, definitely. When did you guys get your first cell phone? Oh, like, I got mine, I think, eighth grade. I was eighth grade, too. I was, like, yeah. seventh, I think, maybe sixth. Yeah, I'm not... Sure, probably 7th or 8th grade. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think, like, a big thing about this, too, is just with the amount of, like, um, portable chargers that have popped up, like, charging locations, I think that just phones, like, you know, they die quickly now. You know what I mean? To a certain extent, some people forget to charge their phone, and this is a good alternative, so... I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. Because otherwise, you're just, like, asking people in the street, like, if you need to get somewhere, like, hey, can I, like, use your phone real quick? And, you know. <laughs> I will always I, say I, no I, to I that. Yeah. Said no, because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll give you my phone. And then you're sprinting <laughs> away. Here's $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's just not happening. Mm-mm. But I feel like the age of which people are getting cell phones is getting lower oh. and lower. Like, my yeah. little sister, who's in seventh grade right now, I think got her phone in, like, second grade. Mm. And that's I crazy. was very upset because I was like, we, we made me wait till like, eighth grade. <laughs> Guys. Like, what is this about? Yeah. For so. TikTok? For <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So, that that's the pay phones. Pay phones. Yeah. I, I wonder what they're going to look like. Are they going to look like the British ones, do we think? Like, the, 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 the red... Box. <laughs> sure, I hope so. <laughs> I feel like Why they're going to be Philly customized in some way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe like a huge cheesesteak on the phone or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> cheesesteak phone? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean like a logo. You know what I mean? I don't mean an actual cheesesteak. I like cheesesteak phone. Obviously. That'd be funny. Like the burger phones in the 90s. Yeah. So <laughs> That's a good idea. If you're working at Phil Tell and you're in charge of what, of what these uh, phones are going to look like, do the cheesesteak phones. Use David's idea here. I think that's a great idea. We're going to take a quick break. This is the Morning Roar Christmas special live from the Oreo. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Villanova, I'm Allison. And I'm Ryan. And we're the hosts of Please Tune In. Fridays at 2.30. Only on V891 The Roar. I feel so stressed all the time. 
I have so much work and I feel like I'm losing it. Does this scenario sound familiar? This is a very common struggle for college students. So it's important to learn what stress management techniques work best for you. Some examples include meditation, exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, and doing things you enjoy. This can optimize your mental and physical health during overwhelming times. Help is always available at the Student Health Center and at the Office of Health Promotion. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. The Holiday Open House at the Willows Mansion in Radnor is happening on Saturday, December 10th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be children and adult craft activities, holiday music, tours of the mansion, vendors, and more. The Willows Mansion at the Willows Park Preserve is located at 490 Darby Paoli Road in Radnor. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Sunshine for your Friday, a high of 46. We'll see clear skies tonight, low down to 26. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 44 degrees. And clouds will build on Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 43. Welcome back to the Morning Roar Christmas Special, live from the Oreo, right here on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. It is our pleasure to welcome Nick Tumalo, the Director of uni University Events and Initiatives, to talk about the events that have been happening to celebrate Merry Christmas, Villanova. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Great to have you here. Nick, so how awesome is this Christmas display behind us and the tree that we are currently in front of on the Oreo? And can you take us through what goes into putting this up and together in time for the tree lighting here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first of all, I have to commend you guys for your commitment of being out here at the tree <laughs> at the Oreo in, in 35-degree weather. This is... Uh, certainly uh, authentic and, and very, um, you know, festive for the season. So uh, this is great. But yeah, um, so, you know, Merry Christmas Villanova is just a special time on campus as you guys are, are wrapping up the semester and, you know, focus on finals. We want to bring a little, you know, joy and spirit and uh, merriness to, to campus as well. Um, you know, Christmas is just such a special season to, to come together as a community and celebrate all the the good that we we have here at Villanova so we try to represent that in the different Christmas events that that we do and we really kick it off with the tree lighting that was this this past Friday um, that was just I mean I thought it was beautiful you know Father Peter did such a nice job leading that and, and really ushering in, in the the Christmas season during this this time of Advent um, so yeah, you know, I also have to give so much credit to our facilities staff here and our grounds crew who really just make our campus look so beautiful all the time, but especially during Christmas, they're the ones that, you know, put up the tree and help with all of the lights and all the other decorations. They do the, the absolutely gorgeous nativity scene that's in the, in the grotto. Um, so they're such a huge part of making our campus 
you know, ready for the season. And I, I wanted to be sure to recognize them as well. But yeah, again, as we are wrapping up the semester and, and you guys are focusing on, on exams, we do what we can to also, you know, recognize this, this special time of year. Yeah, I mean, it's a stressful time of year because of finals, but walking around campus, it makes it all worth it. With the lights here, it's my favorite time of the year to be walking around campus, honestly. As a freshman, too, it's my first time really ever seeing the campus set up in Christmas, and it uh, really gets you in the festive spirit, as, as Chris was saying. Uh, Nick, can you talk uh, a little bit about what your role encompasses here at Villanova? Yeah, sure. So I'm actually in a new role in, in the President's Office. I had worked in student life for uh, many years. I'm, I'm a Villanova alum, so I actually have never left Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love it so much. Um, but my new role is really focusing on a couple different things. One, it's, it's helping with some of the larger university events um, that, you know, really involve the whole community. So things like the Christmas uh, events, but also commencement and, and things like homecoming and family weekend and some of the bigger events around campus. And then also I help with just general event management. So there are thousands of events that happen on campus every year uh, from all the different departments and the colleges and the areas of the university. So I help support that and um, think about, you know, how we're using our spaces and uh, how we're prioritizing different events on the calendar, just because there's so much good things happening. Uh, so I help to make sure that they're all going smoothly and um, that you know each event is important and has what it's need has what it needs in terms of spaces and resources and and things like that. And then some other special projects here and there, whatever comes up that that I can help with. Sounds like they are keeping you busy in the president's <laughs> office. Um, but how did some of the Christmas events that have already taken place go, um, including the Pastoral Musicians Holiday Concert, the Celebration of Light, and the Advent Retreats? Yeah, you know, from what I've heard, they've been really successful. There, there's so many things happening that I can't be at all of them, unfortunately, even though I want to want to go to all of them. Uh, but Campus Ministry did a lot of those events, and they always do such a good job every year recognizing the season, but also thinking about sort of the, the larger community and how do we involve everyone and, and be inclusive in, in our events this holiday season for, you know, students and community members that may or may not celebrate Christmas or, you know, whatever their faith tradition might be. So those are really special events, things like the Celebration of Light, um, that, that really involve everyone and, again, just recognize um, this special time of year regardless of faith tradition or, or what holiday you may recognize. So, um, the, you know, I love this season because you see so many of the different areas doing things like that, you know, whether it be campus ministry or, or the colleges or student life. Um, you know, campus activities team has been doing a lot of Christmas-related events. So it's just fun, you know, to see all the different areas programming uh, for, for the community and, 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 you know, providing all those different offerings. So, Nick, we had the great opportunity to talk to the presidents of the Villanova Singers and Voices on the show last week. So uh, what can we look forward to with the Choral Program concert tomorrow? You know, so student performing arts, I mean, they are busy this time of year. I don't know if you looked at their schedule, but all the different um, performing groups, you know, usually do something related to the, the holidays. Um, and it's really become, you know, tradition for all of those different groups, whether it be the band or the dance ensembles or the, the choral groups as you mentioned. So I know that this is, um, they call it a Messiah year because they do uh, the Hallelujah Chorus, which they don't do that every year. That's a like a big production and takes a lot of rehearsal and preparation. So uh, they do that every couple of years. And, and that's where all the choral groups or, you know, multiple of the choral groups come together to, to perform um, the Hallelujah Chorus. Um, so 
uh, that's you know something that's really special and, and to look forward to. In addition to all the other you know usual festive you know songs that that they'll, that they'll do. Awesome. So Monday night, right where we are sitting, near the Oreo in front of the Christmas tree, there will be plenty of people at the Holiday Village and Night Market. What can we expect? Yes, well, you know, great timing bringing this up as the <laughs> Anthony party rental trucks are pulling up uh, to set up this event. Um, so this is going to be such a special event. It's, it's really become, I think, what will be an annual tradition. Last year was the first year, and it was, it was so successful. Uh, that we, you know, wanted to bring it back, and I think that it's kind of already established itself as, as a tradition. But uh, first of all, we have over 40 different vendors that will be set up around the ellipse here. Um, you know, everything from, you know, custom crafts to um, some, some, you know, specialty food items, just a lot of local vendors, some students, some faculty and staff members uh, that will be selling their, their goods um, so that would be really cool to come in and shop, whether that be, you know, for uh, a friend or a loved one during the, the Christmas season or the holiday season or just to pick up something for yourself. So the market will be really cool supporting local vendors, supporting small businesses. Um, but we're also going to have plenty of other uh, just fun and festive things going going on here. Um, first of all, we'll, we'll food trucks, which are a staple these days, right? So food trucks will be here around 5 o'clock. We have, I think, 10 or 12 of them coming that night. Um, our Villanova Catering Services will be providing lots of different treats and unlimited hot chocolate and coffee. Um, starting at 6 o'clock, for uh, those of us that are of age, there will be some adult beverages available. Um, there will also be rumor has it that catering is uh, making homemade batches of butterbeer, uh, which, which is non-alcoholic, so that can be enjoyed by all. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have some entertainment. We're going to have some music. Um, obviously, all the, the lights that are here, we're going to actually be adding even more lighting elements to really make, make this a, a special and, you know, really fun and, and festive um, night. So I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I, I, the weather is looking dry. It's going to be chilly. So everyone bundle up and uh, come out and, you know, eat, shop, and be merry. That sounds fantastic. Um, so I actually wanted to ask, where did the idea come from to make the Holiday Village a new Villanova tradition? So we've done uh, what used to be called the Holiday Bazaar, which actually Campus Activities Team, I have to give them credit, uh, they really were sort of the brainchild behind years and years ago. Um, and it would be in the Villanova room and a similar idea where, you know, local vendors um, would set up and sell their, their goods, you know, during this, this time. And then during the pandemic, of course, like everything else, that 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 you know, took a pause for a couple of years. So coming out of COVID, we were thinking about, okay, what are all the really special traditions that we can bring back? And is there opportunity to change it up or make it even bigger or, um, you know, innovate at all? And that was one of the things that we, we thought about that we knew that people loved what, you know, was the holiday bazaar. So we said, okay, how can we make this even more of a community event and make it, you know, a little bit bigger um, and even more special? So that's, that's really what that turned into. Um, was this, you know, idea of a holiday market and, and night village. It's sort of modeled after, like, the, the traditional, like, German Christmas villages, if, if you're familiar with those things. Um, so that was sort of the, the, the vision and the idea behind it and, and what it kind of morphed into. I was just going to say, as a Philadelphia native, I love going downtown to City Hall to Christmas Village. So it reminds, reminds, uh, reminds me of it. Right, exactly. A lot of the vision came from, from things like that. It's a great time, always a great time. Now, Nick, you mentioned earlier that you were a student here. Now you work here, so you've got a lot of experience here. 
Is Christmas time the best time to be at Villanova? <laughs> it is one of the best times. It's sort of funny because I think that the other best time is at the end of the spring semester when the, the weather is, is turning and there's, you know, just all the fun end of year events. But it's there's always this, like, dichotomy of, you know, the stress of finals, yep. right? But, you know, this time of year, this, the joy of Christmas and that in the spring, you know, the, the, the springtime and all the other fun end of the year events. So... Um, it's just, I, I always sort of, you know, laugh at how, if only finals weren't a thing right? <laughs> and that we could just enjoy Christmas. But I'm glad that, again, we have a nice balance of, yes, finals are important and we need to prioritize those and they are stressful, but we also have a lot to look forward to this time of year. And I feel the same way in, in April and May too. Absolutely. As a director of university events and initiatives, take a moment to reflect on this semester. Was it everything you hoped it would be? Yeah, you know, I think that we we had a really good semester. Um, you know, this was the first semester in a while that we weren't wearing masks and having some other, uh, you know, fall semester, I should say, because last fall we were we were still doing that. So, um, you know, I was sort of happy to see the the community back at its best and and you know thriving and um, you know Villanova being being all that it can be. So all in all, I think a successful semester. How do you guys feel about it as students? I thought it was an outstanding semester. Probably the best that I've had while being here, Good. I'd say. Yeah. Well, I only have one semester to go <laughs> off of, but uh, I've loved it. I've, ab I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, been a great semester, but I am ready to go home and see my family. Yes. Um, yes. But are there any other events before the end of finals that Villanova, that the Villanova community members can look forward to? I think that, the again, the holiday market in the Night Village is... Um, is you know sort of a signature event that will will wrap up the year but there's there's still a lot of you know the smaller events that are, are happening too i know this sunday campus ministry is doing a, a the end of the semester mass and also a blessing of the nativity which is just a beautiful event they you know there's usually the mass and then um, everyone moves over to the grotto for just a really special blessing of that. That's always, I think, a really nice way to, to end the semester. So check out uh, villanova.edu slash Christmas for the full lineup of events um, as we start to wrap up the semester with, uh, you know, reading day already, you know, this coming Tuesday. Now, Nick, we can't have you leave this set without answering this very important question. We need you to rank your top five Christmas songs. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> um, I so I think my number one favorite Christmas song is actually any rendition of Joy to the World. I just I okay. love Joy to the World. Uh, it's, I don't know. I think it is just sort of the most, you know, just the epitome, iconic, like, you know, celebrate, celebratory, just joy. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Joy to the World. I like any rendition of uh, Little Drummer Boy. I don't know if that's... Um, you know, a hot take or not, but big, big little drummer boy man. Um, what else do I like? Um, uh, oh, Christmas Tree is always Classic. a good one. Yep. Um, uh, that, oh, I like um, the Christmas song, which is uh, just like the traditional, like, Nat King Cole mm -hmm. Christmas song. I love um, that song. That yeah. song is really good. And is that, is that for, oh, and then uh, is it Andy Williams' the Most Wonderful Time of Year? Yeah, I think that's. I think that rounds out my top five. It's a good Christmas lineup. Yeah, you had that ready to go. I'm <laughs> impressed. I love it. You know, luckily I've been listening pretty heavily the past week or so, so I'm, I, was, <laughs> I was ready to go. Um, Nick, thank you so much for being here. We really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. This was great. That Happy holidays, Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. That was Nick Tumalo, the director of University Events and Initiatives here at Villanova.
Reminder to log on to Villanova.edu slash Christmas to find the full schedule of Merry Christmas Villanova events, including Handel's Messiah at 2 p.m. on Saturday in the Topper Theater, the VU Band and Chamber Strings Holiday Concert at the Topper Theater at 6 p.m. on Sunday, and the Holiday Village and Night Market from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Monday at the Oreo. This is the special Christmas edition of The Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. The Roar, we're going to be taking a quick break. Stay tuned. This is Father Peter, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. Do you have the Sunday scaries? Relax with Sonic Bliss every Sunday at 10 p.m. Sonic Bliss is designed to help you unwind with three hours of trip hop, dream pop, acoustic, ambient, and world grooves. No, it's not a love song show, but if you want to make out to it, that's fine too. Chill out with Sonic Bliss, Sundays at 10 p.m. on V891, The Roar. A Breakfast with Santa will be held December 11th at the Inn of Villanova. Enjoy a hot chocolate bar with all the fixings or select from a full breakfast menu. Tickets are $33 for adults and $25 for children ages 3 to 12. Children age 2 and under enter free. Register for either of the two seatings on Eventbrite. The Inn of Villanova is located at 601 County Line Road. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Sunshine for your Friday, a high of 46. We'll see clear skies tonight, low down to 26. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 44 degrees. And clouds will build on Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 43. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back to the Morning Roar Christmas Special right here on WXBU 89.1 FM. Villanova University's WXBU Villanova. Visit our Villanova Christmas tree. And it is the moment that we have all been waiting for. It's time to pick a name from our Radio FX giveaway to the Philadelphia Cat Extravaganza. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, congratulations to Mo Stout. Mo, you have won a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Cat Extravaganza next weekend at the Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Send an email to WXVU891 at Villanova.edu to claim your prize. The Cat Extravaganza is a family-friendly event. Meet the most beautiful cats in the world. A full weekend ticket gives you access to the whole experience of getting up close to your favorite breeds with Loving Cats Worldwide founder Stephen Meserve on the cat... <laughs> On the catwalk. That's yes. clever. <laughs> listen, listen, watch, and be amazed by their awesome lineup of speakers and demos at Kitty Corner. And pick up a treat for your own cat from one of our fabulous shopping stalls. 
and witness an international cat competition. Allison is going to be there, and you can meet her. Ticketing information <laughs> is available at phillyexpocenter.com. Allison, you got to meet the fans at the cat extravaganza. I definitely will. I'll I'll just doxed you. Signing off for yeah, Ryan and I will be covering the event. Um, we will be bringing these headsets, actually, and interviewing the cats. It'll be great. Interviewing the cats. Yes. I love it. So, sir, you've just won most beautiful cat of the year. How do you feel? <laughs> Going to Disney World. <laughs> um, David, Dom, let's hear it for the Morning Roar Sports Update. What is happening with that? In a snooze fest Thursday night football <laughs> game, the Los Angeles Rams of Baker Mayfield defeated the Las Vegas Raiders by a final score of 17 to 16. The Philadelphia 76ers are back in action tonight as they'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers from the Wells Fargo Center. Sixers are 12 and 12. Lakers have struggled to start the season. They are 10 and 14. And the 11 and 1 Eagles look like a well-oiled machine as they head to North Jersey Sunday to take on the Giants for a 7-4 and 1 after a tie with the Commanders last week. So, David Dom, what are we looking forward to in the weekend and upcoming for the Villanova sports? Yeah, so this weekend I know we play BC on Saturday in Newark uh, in the Never Forget Classic. Not sure why those two teams were picked because they have almost nothing to do with Newark. <laughs> um, but in other news, Cam Whitmore has the men's um, basketball squad back on track. They're now four and five. <laughs> Um, like I said, game at the Prudential Center in Newark Saturday at 5 p.m. against Boston College as part of the Never Forget Tribute Classic. Me and David were um, there Wednesday calling the game, and Cam Whitmore looks really good, David. I don't know if you listened after. Um, I did. You, you I had did. To leave us for a I bit, listened and watched. He was he was good. He looked really good. Um, 2-0 with him on the court, so that's good. Shame he's one and done probably, though. Yeah, I mean, j just the energy he's provided yeah. has been really good for this team and yeah. obviously getting back on track and uh, look to be finding their stride. Of course, Connecticut is going to be really tough. They're still undefeated. I believe 10-0 last time I checked, yeah. um, University of Connecticut. So, uh, But the women's team is also doing really mm -hmm. good, too. They are uh, 25th ranked. I believe that actually just went up, though. I believe they're now 21st, I believe, as of the other day. I saw is that, too. That, 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 right. that may have been some first, like, like coaches poll or something. I forget. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, maybe it was another poll. Something yeah, like might that, have been. Yeah. Uh, They are eight and two, and they will host St. Joe's Saturday at the Finn at two p.m. Let's go. I think like two weeks ago, I was a little premature in calling off the men's basketball season. <laughs> I am officially calling. I told you. I told you not to panic completely. Like I, <laughs> I was like, calm down a little bit. It was early on in the season, and uh, but we did need to win against Oklahoma and got back on track and uh, handily beat Penn the other night. Mm -hmm. Thanking God for Cam Whitmore today. Um, how stoked, David and Dom, are oh, you for the million-dollar question? Uh, so when I looked at the, well, I actually didn't look at the the list, but like the New Year's Rock and even now talk about Trey Turner in the same <laughs> broadcast is fantastic. Uh, but no, Trey Turner does so much for this Phillies team. Obviously, you know, uh, getting to the World Series uh, was was great, and what really I think propelled. Uh, Dave Dombrowski and, and the ownership to spend this money uh, and you know all the free agents from what uh, they said yesterday at Trey Turner's press conference have talked about how the uh, the stadium at Citizen Bank Park and the playoff atmosphere played a huge role in getting you know Trey Turner, Taiwan Walker who hasn't officially been announced yet and Matt Strom uh, also who hasn't been officially announced yet to sign with the Phillies but Trey Turner he does everything well he's a five-tool player as far as I'm concerned I know his defense struggled last year in the playoffs making some errors but I think that his glove is still really good and his athleticism is, is really what makes him uh, an elite player in the league uh, I know people are worried about the contract yeah. and how he's going to age Who cares? Um, but I think that the Phillies window is right now they recognize that uh, and you looked at some of the other contracts that have been handed out this winter meetings which I also think you know
know, just as baseball being my favorite sport, I think that the fact that winter meetings now, you know, the NBA has their big day. Uh, you know, the NHL is kind of like a, a span in between the football. And uh, the NFL has, you know, like a big day where free agents sign. And I think that the fact that baseball now has winter meetings, which has reasserted itself uh, since kind of taking a break during COVID of where a lot of these free agents sign is huge, you know, because I know over the span of four months with free agency, four or five months, it, you know, can bore people. But I think Trey Turner is a huge signing for this team and also Taiwan Walker uh, and Matt Strom. Yeah, I mean, I think you've said everything I needed to say. Um, <laughs> we'll, p- we'll pay him till he's 40. Who cares? Time to win is now. That's right. I love to hear it. Allison, what is our music news looking like for the week? Yes, music news of the week. So we have the Billboard list of top artists of 2022. Top of the list is Shaggy, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The random guy we got off the street. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bad Bunny. And the rest of the top ten in order is Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Drake, Morgan Wallen, Doja Cat, Ed Sheeran. The best. Adele, The Weeknd, and Lil Baby. Um, after his initial teaser on Sunday, we can now hear a longer snippet of The Weeknd's new song in a trailer for James Cameron's film, Avatar Way of Water, which will be out December 16th. Dom will have more on that in a moment. But the song, Nothing is Lost, parentheses, You Give Me Strength, will appear on the film's official soundtrack out next Thursday. And finally, Cardi B shut down an internet troll by revealing how much she was paid for an exclusive concert for the Chase Sapphire cardholders in Miami Beach. In her post, she explained that she got $1 million just to perform a 35-minute set. <laughs> she closed her million-dollar clapback by writing, Think about that when you type about this Grammy winner. Let's go. Um, sorry. I was no. going to say I'm all for income transparency, so good for Cardi I B. I love it. <laughs> sorry. We'll pass it over to Dom <laughs> to do uh, what's new at the movie theater this weekend. Yep. So the whale, a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity, attempts to reconnect with his strange teenage daughter for one last chance of redemption. That's Brennan Fraser's so-called return. Really excited for that. Sadie Sink, uh, Ty Simpkins, that's A24 studio if you guys are a fan of them. Uh, Midsummer, Hereditary, movies like that. Those weird ones. Um, but I'm really looking forward to see- I'll go see the whale. It's like the first movie I think I'll actually go spend money on to see. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, that's what the movie is called, PG-13 comedy drama, the story of Michael Ocilio and Kit Cohen's relationship that takes a tragic turn when Cohen is diagnosed with terminal cancer. These have been depressing so far. And then Empire of Light, um, rated R, romance drama, a story about human connection and the magic of cinema set in an English seaside town in the early 1980s. That'll have Colin Firth, Olivia Coleman, and Michael Wart. And then something to look forward to over Christmas break. After 13 years of anticipation, James James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water has finally been unveiled for members of the press following the movie's world premiere in London. First reactions are overwhelmingly positive, with many journalists blown away once again by Cameron's imagination and pristine visual effects. Avatar The Way of Water opens in theaters December 16th. I'm excited for that one, too. I, I, I did see the first one maybe once or twice. I didn't think it's anything too special. I know it's like the most, like, gross the most money ever worldwide in terms of movies. Um, 13 years, and I think he's on track to make like six more or something like that. So good for him. I'm sure it'd be cool. The ride in Disney's electric, but that's yes, about, that's about all is. I know. Yeah. Any thoughts on any of the other movies? The Whale, Spoiler Alert, Empire of Light. So I did not know about any of these movies mm-hmm. except for Avatar. And I'll be yeah. honest, I think it's probably only Avatar that I'm going to mm-hmm. go see. But I, d- I did want to ask the question. I don't understand how the first Avatar was the highest grossing movie of all time. I it's, feel like nobody... I've never even seen it's it. Like exactly. the, it's the visuals. It was really, really popular internationally. 
internationally. It, it might not be okay. highest grossing in America. It's definitely highest grossing internationally. Actually, Avengers. Uh, one of the Avengers may have passed it by now, but I know it was for a long time. No, Endgame passed it, it and then have, Avatar yeah. passed it again. Yeah, people love Avatar. It's, it's like it's the visuals in it for some reason. I don't know. It's it's a very cool movie to watch. Oh, I, it's an outstanding. It's movie. It's not like yeah. you know. It's not like I'm gonna you know like wow that brought a tear to my eye, but it's like wow that was cool. Yeah, that's, that's basically the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. David, Allison, anything on these movies? I don't really watch <laughs> movies, to be honest. So that's always kind of my answer. Yeah, it's just press conferences. Trey Turner, uh, our movie. But um, no, seriously, I, I really... I, I mean, they sound interesting, but will I see them? Probably not. I haven't, I haven't been to a movie theater in a long time. Really? So. I love movie theater. Yeah, but no, I do like the whole movie theater scene, yeah. though, even though I don't mm-hmm. love movies. But I'll agree with you there. I'm a pretty hard movie critic. Um, I'm a little difficult to impress when it comes to movies, so none of these have really caught my attention. Maybe I'll watch the first Avatar, okay. and then I'll see the second yeah. one. If I let like us know. Uh, David, National Days of the Week. Let's get into it. So today is Christmas Card Day, commemorating the first commercial Christmas card commissioned by Sir Henry Cole in London, England in 1843, which featured a cheery illustration, illustration depicting a family with glasses raised in a Christmas toast. It was widely denounced at the time as promoting drunkenness. Tomorrow is the Dewey Decimal Day, honoring Millville Dewey, uh, yep. born this day in 1851 in Adams Center, New York. At 21, he invented the Dewey Decimal Classification <laughs> System while working as a student assistant in the Amherst College. Library. I did not know what the Dewey Decimal was. What a nerd. 21? Come on. <laughs> it's like a 51-year-old thing. 21. Take it easy. Sunday is, this may be one of my favorite days that we've had on here, National Have a Bagel Day. Here are four things to know about the bagel. The bagel originated in Poland, and it was des- designed for Lent. Its name derives from the Yiddish word bangel, meaning ring or bracelet. Polish Jewish immigrants brought the bagel to the United States. The hole in the center is for multiple bagels to be threaded into a dowel, which allows bakers to transport them more easily. Automated uh, production and distribution of frozen bagels started in the 1960s with bagel makers Harry Lender, Mary Lender, and Florence Sender. <laughs> Lender, Lender, and Sender? That's... that's, that's <laughs> bagels rock. I love bagels so much. It doesn't get better than bagels. <laughs> Chris, when you were in New York, I have to ask, did you get a New York bagel? No, because... <laughs> Literally, we were only there from 8 p.m. till like 1 a.m. Oh, oh wow! Because <laughs> we had to compete the next morning in New Jersey, and we had yeah. to get back to the hotel before the president of the team realized that we went to New York. So it was a bit of a wow. corporate operation. Wow! So so yeah, wow! Yeah. Look at you. Just revealed it here live on air. Yeah, I, he's, <laughs> I hope you don't think listening. he's listening. I don't think he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So really quick, what is your guys' favorite types of bagels? Everything bagels. Same. Everything. It has to be everything bagels. Uh, uh, my friend or my roommate's from New Jersey, and he was like, "Here, eat this bagel one day." And I ate it. It was like egg, cheese, ketchup, salt, whatever, everything on it. But plain bagel. Plain bagel. Interesting. I like poppy seed. Okay. Yeah, I love poppy seed bagels too. Uh, Dom, what are the results of our Twitter poll? <sighs> I got bad. Very news. important. I have bad news. What are the, what's the bad news? Oh, it's no. a Wonderful Life is winning. Are you serious? Yes. Sixty percent for It's a Wonderful Life. Elf. Um, has 20%, and then other Rudolph Frosty, were my suggestions, has 20% as well. But It's a Wonderful Life is leading right now. Wow. And that has to change. So go vote at WXVU. Please go vote for anything besides It's a Wonderful Life. I don't care, <laughs> I don't care if you vote for Die Hard, even though I don't think that's it's a good It's not movie. a Christmas it's movie. Not. I don't um, care what anyone says. It's a Wonderful Life is mid. Yeah, 60%? Yeah, I feel <laughs> like that's a bit much. I mean... Yeah. Look, we're not biased here, anybody, but <laughs> we're telling you to go vote for anything but <laughs> it's a wonderful <laughs> life, please, just so we could prove ourselves right. Um, and lastly, but certainly not least, it's time for our deep thought of the week. 
It is not happiness that makes us grateful, but gratefulness that makes us happy. Mm. What, a, what a great way <laughs> to end our Christmas special, guys. So Merry Christmas to everybody, and good luck on finals. And thank you to everybody for tuning in and making the first seven episodes of The Morning Roar a smashing success. We'll be back with the first Morning Roar of 2023 on January wow. 20th. Until then, everybody, so happy away. holidays. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us on the special Christmas edition of The Morning Roar. See you on January 20th, everybody.